if you'll follow this path, this path of intimacy and fellowship in my spirit, if you'll follow it in your personal life, with or without music, with or without compliment from any other source except the adoration coming out of your own priesthood, out of your own spirit. If you'll separate yourself as an individual man or woman and not rely upon your wife, your husband, your sister, your brother, no other person but you and me, says the Spirit of the Lord. And I'll visit you. And the answers will be the order of the day. Not just mental answers to answer questions, but questions deep inside of you. Mahole e asole today. And I'll come and I'll supply even before, even before the manifestation of the healing or the deliverance. I will place within you a promise, a vision of seeing the thing come to pass that you'll live off the meat of the vision You'll live off the inheritance of that which is to come in your life that you're believing me for. For first comes the fellowship. And then comes before the manifestation. Living inside of the promise. And I'll fellowship with you. To the point that before the manifestation, whether physical healing, financial, emotional, the list would go on and on. But you'll rejoice with the same joy inside of you as if the manifestation had taken place. There is an ecstaticness that's produced out of the soul when someone wants to mimic what they would feel like if the manifestation took place. But there is a manifestation out of the Spirit. Having lifted holy hands and worshipped me for hours for the thing coming to pass and the birthing of that thing being placed so deep within your spirit that the rejoicing doesn't come out of the mind or out of a mimic of the flesh trying to produce something in the Spirit. But I'll come to true worshipers. They'll have what they say because the intimacy will produce it. And dwelling in that place where I live, they'll live in that place before that place is actually produced in the natural. They'll live in the same joy 
So I say unto you, which is better? For they are all the same. Living in the place, before the place, becomes a place to you where you feed off of. There is no discussion. You'll know when your faith has come to maturity and you're on the verge in the natural when you need no encouragement from any other source to prop you up, to encourage you in the thing that you're believing. For when you have come to the place where you and I have fellowshiped over it, and I'm able to get my faith over to you, and you're living in my faith with yours, there'll be no other necessity whether someone joins with you or does not join with you it'll be immaterial you won't even search this is the way walk ye in it this is the way of my intercessors this is the way those who walk in intimacy, says the Spirit of the Lord, find this place. Give your life for this place. Sell what you have if necessary to buy more time for this place. Your kids are worth this place. You'll not save them through events. You'll not save them through affirming And doing things for them to show your love for them. Those will only be part and partisan. It's my spirit that works through you as an intercessor. That will bring them in and they'll be part. It's that authority. All other Affirmations in the flesh are only part, but never can fulfill, says the Spirit of Grace. We are in a place of faith, as always. Um, we're trying to go with the camera in the back for those that are watching. It's still acting up a little bit it's still acting like it wants to act up but stay with us all of you that are watching family um, you know just stay with us all over the place and uh, if we glitch and we'll go right back here to uh, to the to the to the uh, cell phone and then of course all of this is being recorded so Immediately after the service, if there's if there's glitches, um, you know, stay with us because of, of the presence mainly. But if there's glitches this afternoon, it'll all be straightened out. It'll all be one single quality recording. And we we work on these things all the time. When I say we, Marty, uh, Harry, uh, those that understand. Um, and they get help from other places beyond what they know. 
and we appreciate them working on it all the time. Amen. Hallelujah. And we're all we're all the time praying because uh, there's a church there's a real church out there. You're real people. Those are you're watching, just like these in here. And I get emails all the time from you, and uh, it encourages me. I, I spend a lot of time up here. If I went down through a list of telling you where all these people are at, but there's hundreds of them, and we appreciate you being with us. Hallelujah. Get ready for communion in a little bit. We're going to try to get to the place later on in the service where we get to the latter part of the financial confessions. We started out a series three weeks ago, um, and my mind is in the spirit, and I don't even know if we'll get there. So it was uh, prosperity in three realms. I really do need help when you guys. <laughs> so it's prosperity and three help, three realms. <laughs> this is the third one, third part. Let me tell you something. And I mean this with all my heart. This is not a church. I'm not trying to build a church. I'm not even trying to build a ministry. I've got one mandate. And that's to receive an outpouring. That's all I live for. I have a fear. Somebody said, you're not supposed to fear. Well, this one's the right kind. It's been on me a long time now. Well, I'll pray for you. Don't pray. I don't want it all. I don't have a, I have no fear of man. Nothing. I have no fear of loss of life. Nothing. I have no fear of sickness. I have no fear of Satan. But I go to bed with a godly fear and I wake up sometimes with it and then I wake up in the morning I go through the day it's not a torment but it is a godly fear it's there by the Holy Ghost there's a peace in it but there's a, a reverential fear and the fear is uh that will come so far and never give birth. That we will have heard and heard and heard and never ever really do what He's asked us to do. To go into prayer and birth this thing. Well, it's going to take place. It's going to take place if all of the prophecies have had a 
huge asterisk beside it. It's called, If You Will Do These Things. And I am not a thousand percent sure of myself in Him when I step over in Him. I can believe. But I also know that there has been generation after generation that have come almost to the birth and could not complete the process because of distractions. I want to read a prophecy that came not from me or this house, but came out of the prayer center in Tulsa this past week. And I said, my God, that's, that's where I live. That's that godly fear. I met with the praise team this morning the worship team, and I'm not throwing them under the bus. And I said to them to start with, I said, please, this is not an indictment. It's not an accusation. I'm not, I'm just telling you what you've heard me say before. So I ask them to be here no later than 930, everybody to be here. There's a couple that, that couldn't show up. One was out of town and one was fighting sickness. I will meet with them, although they may listen to this. I will say the same things to them in love. Later, I said what I just said about the godly fear that I live in. And then I thanked them or I let them know that they were the leaders of worship. And we appreciate everybody here is a volunteer. If you think anybody's getting paid for any of this, it's it's all volunteer. Well, I think everybody should get, you know, that's the problem with the world nowadays. I'll, I'll go to, sometimes there's conferences I speak at that I don't get paid at. I don't even, it's a privilege. It's an absolute privilege. He always pays me back. The world is... Uh, Everybody wants. The college students now, they want to get paid. They used to get their pay was just the honor of being able to do it and getting a scholarship. Mark my word, it won't be long. They'll be one, they'll having to pay high school kids to pay, play. Nothing's done by honor anymore. Well, there it is in the kingdom. So I'm speaking to these, all these uh, volunteers because they love Jesus. And I said to them, in essence, thank you for what you do. But here's, here's what you've got to understand. I said, I, we, can't, we can't go to the edge of this thing and not give birth. If, you're, if you are part of the worship team, then what you're saying to me if you've accepted this, what you're saying to me is that you have a prayer life. A personal, not as you go prayer life, not as I'm working, I'm praying. I'm talking about at some point you are stopping and going behind a closed door, sitting down. I said, I won't be the one to tell you how much, but that's. But if you're standing up in front of everybody, and helping me with this, then you've got a personal prayer life. Now, I said there's no, 
There's no indictment here. I don't know anything other than what's in my spirit. But I said, if you don't have a personal prayer life and you don't see yourself being able to develop one in the near future, please come to me and resign your position. Please do that. And then when you pick back up, when you can find a prayer life, if we have a place for you, we'll try to restore you. Now, I could see every one of them, at least they looked like they were praying. <laughs> Pastor, what are you talking about? I'm talking about a group receiving a revival. I can't make you. I won't make the worship team. I won't make an elder. Except that if you serve with me and say, I'm going to do this, then you're making a commitment to him. Do you understand that? Everybody's got their free, free will. And there wouldn't be no condemnation. I wouldn't. Listen to this. See if I can find it. It's not that long a prophecy. I don't know who it came by. I have no idea. I just know it came from the from Tulsa. At least it was delivered from to me. The Lord said, "When my disciples ask me how to pray, I told them, pray this way. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven today, now." I have said the will of the Father is to bring revival to this world. I have said that the revival child is in the birth canal inside the fortress of prayer. This is the Father's will in heaven and He desires to be for it to be manifest on earth. I have commanded those who say they love me to pray, to continuously pray for this birth. I have said this is the generation and this is the time, but many, many still sleep and are letting this pass them by. Many still allow distractions to take their focus off this thing for which they were created, and some allow themselves to be deceived. If your child were in danger, you would drop everything to protect them from the danger. There's a great danger now. There's a great danger now. And the timing of the birth matters. I long to pour myself out to save many. Do you love me enough to do this for me and with me? Do you love me enough to do this? For the sake of the lost. If you say you love me. There are some of you who want to do this. But you do not know how. And you and to you I say start. And say to me when you pray. I give myself and my prayer to you. For you to use for this purpose as you will. I will use you. And train you 
and will avail much. I love you so dearly and tenderly that even the closest of you can only grasp a small part of my love. I long to bring the lost under my wing and to love them this way. I long for those lost ones to be with me in my kingdom. I long for you, my greatly beloved, to help birth this baby if you say you love me. So I came in and sat down and there was only one prophecy that was in front of me at my desk and I, I looked at it and I said, well, wait a minute, this is the same thing. Listen to this. Now this came from here. And it was March 16th of this year. The Fortress of Prayer for Revival's Birth. Tell it to a friend and tell it to your friend's friend and tell it to anyone that will hear whose ears are open to hear what the Lord would say. Say unto them, Come up with me to the house of the Lord. Come up with me to the mountain of God. Come up with me to the closet of prayer. For I say unto you, as I have said often, but continue to tell you, with all due diligence, that now is the time of birthing. Now is the time to come into the fortress of pr prayer. Barricade, barricade yourselves inside the walls of prayer and put watchmen on the wall to fight against the enemy of distraction. For the baby is about to be born inside this fortress, a child of revival, an outpouring of revival. But I need all of the authority that you can muster through prayer and through fasting. Distractions and being a distraction and, and being less than laser focused is your greatest enemy at this time. Sickness, disease, poverty, strife, division, none of those equal anything that has the power to take you out of prayer or cause you to do less than what you once were doing. In other words, we look at sickness, depression, you know, all kinds of cataclysmic things. No, no, it, it could be just really something simple. Whatever it is. And it may not be uh, something evil, but something... Now, see, I know I'm talking to intercessors, but this spills over... Even to the people who are not on a revival trek with us, you're feeling the anointing. And the reason why you're feeling the anointing is because a bunch of us are praying for you and you're part of this in the call. Intercessors, this is your greatest hour. We can't do without you. This is your time. This is your season. Worshipers, but whatever it is, Double check and check and check again that nothing. He said that you're doing at least what you ever were and more. Well, I'm in a season right now. I can't do. No. You're being distracted. We've heard and heard and heard. We've got to give this all. Give it our all. Judge yourselves, and say, says the Spirit of the Lord. For I have said unto you often that only prayer and continuous prayer 
will birth this revival. So I say unto you, judge yourselves of where you have been, where you're at, and where you're going, says the Spirit of the Lord. Inside a room in this fortress, a baby is about to be born. It is in the birth canal even now. But make no mistake, it can be aborted through distractions and through the cares of this life. It can be prolonged for many years. Understand that every prophecy given has always been contingent on whether or not you, my church, would do what I ask you and spend the time in intimacy and in prayer, says the Spirit of the Lord. So grab a friend by the hand in the Spirit and a friend's friend and as many as you can gather and encouraging them to say, let us go up to the mount of God in prayer and spend the time. Anything that takes away, no matter how precious it is, as in person or anything in this life or anything that takes you away from what I've asked you to do is an enemy of this birthing, says the Spirit of the Lord. I have no plan B. I have no other place to go. I, have, I plead with those who are close enough in authority to birth it. If I could do it sovereignly, I would do it sovereignly, then pass it over to you, but I have no other way except through your authority and your birthing. Let the watchmen on the wall be the directives of my spirit. Some enemies have been let into your camp already, and he's not just talking about people per se he's talking about those distractions and you've treated them as friends you've greeted them as a friend because they disguise themselves in different ways they were friendly they may have seemed to be a blessing they may have seemed to be prosperity they may seem to be an addition to your life but i say unto you that anything that shakes your hand or hugs your neck or in, in persona that takes you away from continuous prayer life has a mask Take off the mask through prayer. I can't believe it, Pastor. What, honey? I married him. And they changed. Listen, every guys and gals, and this is bigger than this, but I've got to say this to get to where I'm going. Just before your Isaac, you're standing for an Isaac, just before your Isaac, you'll be offered an Ishmael. That's the flesh, for those of you who don't know. It'll look like an Isaac, but it's an Ishmael. You could pray and pray, I want the right husband, I want the right wife. Just before, just before the Isaac comes, an Ishmael will come and he diverts and he gets people's lives and Dave says you'll lose 15 20 30 years of your life if you go down the wrong road he wants to divert a revival how does he do it through distraction and the way that he does it is They change, Pastor. They change. Once I married them or once I, once I took them on as a partner or once I 
got him over into my life. They, they changed. No. No, honey. They didn't change. They were always that way. They were always that way. The problem is, you were distracted by, well, Satan used a great enemy of deception. No, the only enemy that he used was, is the deception that was in you. Because you couldn't see it. Why couldn't you see it? Well, romance is a big one. Did you get emotions in romance? That's a big one. Another one is uh, ego. Like if you have something that needs to be stroked. And that doesn't even have to be a high profile ego. Like I look at them, I can tell they're egotistical. No, you could be a seemingly humble little grandma. And have something on the inside that needs to be stroked. Because you're not getting affirmation. Money's one. Somebody starts supplying something to you, you'll let your guard down. Romance, you'll let your guard down. Having to get stroked, you'll let your guard down. They change. They change. No, no, honey. No, 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 no. They were always that way. You couldn't see it. Why? Because a distraction is just that. A distraction becomes a distraction because it's it's to you. It's to your life personal. It can get you because you'll, you'll, you'll let your guards down because it supplies something for you. Dave said he was, uh, he was working a marriage. He was going to do a wedding. And uh, the wedding planner was bossing him. But he wasn't, you know, he wasn't saying anything. You do this, you stand over here, you do that. Sit over here, sir. Get it, you got to get, come on, let's snap it up. And he said, somebody stepped up between him and the wedding planner and said, hey, wait a minute. Do you know who you're talking to? Show some respect here. This is, <laughs> do you know who this is? This is Dave, this is the man of God. Show a little respect. Bossing him around. Show some respect. Dave said, I was like, whoo. There you go. <laughs> Made him feel good. They bought something from him, though. He was feeling good about what they did. He said it wasn't no time before. That same person that was telling off that other one was in his office telling him off and dressing him down and getting him straightened out. The reason why he couldn't recognize to start with because somebody stroked a little bit of that ego, ego. The reason why you won't recognize and you'll swear I swear to Almighty God this is not a distraction. This is something I gotta do. For prayer people, I can tell you, if you spend five minutes of TV before you've got your prayer time done, you have no excuse. Pastor, you're going to run a bunch of people off. I am not trying to build a church. Do you understand? I'm asking you to come with me. 
Hallelujah. I thought we were going to do financial prosperity. Yay, let's get rich. Let's get rich. I'm glad I'm under the anointing. Because later I'll listen to this, maybe, and think, oh, God. You didn't say all that. Oh, yeah, I did. I'll take it back now. Never, 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 ever, ever, never, ever, ever. If I wasn't doing it myself first, then tar and feather me and send me out of town on a rail. I don't know where to go. We're supposed to be talking about prosperity in three realms. Can a well spring forth both bitter and sweet, says the Spirit of the Lord. Can figs produce olives or a vine figs? I say unto you, no, says the Spirit of the Lord. For that which many of you take up as a sweet water well has within it those things that will destroy. But I'm asking you to divide yourself and take off the mask, says the Spirit of the Lord. Okay, 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 simanti sete. For those who have willing ears to hear, these are words of life. For those who will make excuses and become offended at these things, are those who will not judge themselves, and yet I still love them and cherish them as all. For those who will come in and say, I believe you Lord that you're asking us to safeguard ourselves against where others have failed these will be those who'll take up arms with me and as I said in the previous blueprint prophecies that they will be those who after purging themselves from all distractions will come into loving prayer time more than they love anything else in this life says the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're going to have... Re- We're going to have communion. We got prosperity confessions to give to you and they're on our website and maybe I'll say something maybe I'll teach on it next week I don't know 
But I just want to say this. Prosperity. I found prosperity in a new place. and It's been that way for several years now. I found prosperity in a place deeper. I kept drilling down for oil, per se. The prosperity teachers will tell you prosperity is in a formula. You give, you get. You give, you get. They make God some kind of ATM. Without relationship, you can live. It's kind of like what the mafia does, right? You have four or five girlfriends, but as long as you give in church, God will still bless you. You've got to be out of your ever-loving mind. He's blessing me. Hey, you can make lots of money and God's not the one doing it. Some of the wickedest people on earth are making billions. God's not doing it. But if God can get involved, I drilled down and drilled down and drilled down. I drilled down past formulas years ago. I drilled down to a place that many of you know. It's called faith. It's faith. And we can take those confessions and, and believe God and speak them in faith. The only thing is, I drilled down past a place of even faith. What? All things are faith. The just shall live. No, I, I found prosperity in a place beyond faith. And I found it now for the last few years, and it's don't even try to take it away from me. It's 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 much better than blatant faith and blatant confessions. We can give you the confessions and you should do that. You should speak to the mountain. But I found a place deeper than faith. Now abideth faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is intimacy and love. Every New Testament prosperity scripture comes out Matthew 6 with Jesus saying this if he's so clothed the lilies of the field if he so clothed them if he takes care of the birds how much more are you how much more and he doesn't say how much more will God he says how much your father. I found a place of prosperity greater than faith. And I'm talking about, you know, you've got to have faith forever. I'm talking about that blatant kind of, I'm standing up, I'm quoting Dave. I heard him recently. He said, I, I, I knew, I found out how to get my body and my, my finances and everything. I used to stand up and just blatantly quote the scripture and he said since worship has come on and worship and the intimacy come, has come on 
It's not standing up there just saying, I say he supplies all my need according as riches and glory by Christ. It's out of that place of intimacy. I magnify you and I worship you, Father. I magnify you and I worship you. Because you are my Father. It's deeper than faith. The kind of faith where you just blatantly quote a scripture. It's a place where you go with him. How do you know when you've entered into that place of prosperity? Because he winds up that sixth chapter of Matthew saying, if you'll do this, if you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all of these other things just almost inadvertently, just, yeah, you can claim a promise, speak the word, claim the promise. Oh, but it just comes almost, it just catches you almost if you'll give yourself over to intimacy and prayer and seeking first and saying, Father, what's your will? I want to get to know you. Somebody said, you, your whole call is this. Yes, it is. I don't have to explain to you every Sunday that first and foremost is for me to know him. But right sandwiched, I mean, while he's hugging me, while he's intimately hugging me and letting me know how much he loves me in worship. He's asking me and you to receive something. You can misinterpret this if you want. I pray you don't. I pray you don't. I, but I can't do nothing about it. You're a bunch, and there's a bunch listening that there's nobody like you. you got, you got brothers and sisters by the thousands going to heaven. But he's asking authority from only, he can't, they can't, that bunch that's going to heaven, they can't pray this in that that authority's not working in their life oh yes they can oh no they can't oh yes they no they can't because they're still having struggle because they believe that the finances are supposed to come to them so they can have their best life now we can go on vacation anytime we want to we can have this anytime we want to we can have the biggest this and the biggest that oh and yes god here you go here's your little They'll go to heaven with not much over there. But I'm not even really so concerned about what's over there for me. He's laid a burden on you and me to go into prayer. Hallelujah. Nobody, I don't ever ask anybody how much they're praying. I don't ever ask anybody how much they're fasting. That's between you and God. But I can tell you that those who have ears to hear will hear what the Spirit is saying this morning. 
these services he just takes over. I'm supposed to have, I'm supposed to talk to you about finances, quote the word, you're going to get a bigger check. I'm, this, is, this is it. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. What? Seek first the kingdom of God. Fall in love with what, what He, what, you know what He's after? He's not after sending you to Tahoe or buying you a Tahoe. He's after getting them born again. And then if you'll, if you'll join with him and get over there, he's got calls for certain gospel entrepreneurs. And some of you are thinking, well, I make probably better than anybody else in this house or maybe anybody listening. How would you like to be able to write a million dollar? Ch- now, if you think that I'm playing, I'm not playing. How would you like to be able to write a million dollar check to the church? Well, you're trying to get it all around. No, no, no. You've watched my life. If you haven't watched my life, shame on you. You see where I live. You've watched my life for 30 years. There's no way a man can fool you that long. If I'm taking anything that I'm not supposed to be taking, then I pray my life will be short on the earth. But judge this, judge this, that God has called many of you to a place where hundreds of thousands will be nothing for you to give. And even a million, two million, three million. Because how does he find that? He finds it faithful where you're at right now. I'm going to give... I'm after a million. Let me tell you if you'll ever give it. Are you given the hundred now? Or the five hundred now? Or the thousand now? Because if you have it and he says and you don't. There's no way in God's green earth that he'll ever visit you with the power to make a million dollars. I'm going to give it when I get it. No, you're going to give it as a steward now at whatever level you're at. And then he'll come along. Dave used to say this. He says, God will watch you. Now, he's your father. He'll supply all your needs just because you're his son or daughter. But, oh, there's another realm. The other realm is the, the big money-making realm where he'll get something over to you because you said, if you'll get it over to me, I'll, I'll get it out. He'll get it over to you and then he'll like, uh, he'll watch. And if you do, if you do get it out, somebody reminded me even this morning, it's funny, they said, we've come to understand that when we get it in, get it out of the account as quickly as possible. That's smart. Because the longer it sits there, the longer you say, "Mm." 
God spoke to me that I could have uh, the tools I've been. You know, it's been years since we got away. We'll use this this time for this purpose. Next time when it comes in. You know, this old car, it's not working real good. We'll just go down and put this five on a new vehicle. And then the next time when it comes in, he'll watch you. Now, this has nothing to do with him feeding you. This is you becoming a steward where he can pass. And if you get it out of your account and say, I don't, I don't trust the flesh enough to keep this in my account for two or three weeks. As soon as it's good at the bank, it goes out. That's smart business. Well, I'll just test myself. You'll wind up doing real. <laughs> Don't test yourself. But then if it goes out, then he'll say, wait a minute. Holy Spirit, you, did you, angels, did y'all see that? I bet I could trust him with a a raise, a big, they could get a hundred thousand. They'd give how much ever I told them to. And then you'd deal with that correctly. He'd come and say, wait a minute. Every time I, every time I test them, said, no, God doesn't test. Oh, yes, God does test, not with evil, but he tests to prove. Now, I've got three or four scriptures on that. God will test you. He will test you. Not with evil. But he will test you to see. And if he sees, if he sees, then he'll say, My goodness, my God, that's me. <laughs> I bet I could, I bet I could give them a million dollars. That person, I bet I could give a million dollars. And they'd give however much I told them. Are you there yet? I don't even want to begin to, to claim that. I mean, I will claim that before him, but to test that. All I know is every time when he gives me something and he says give it, that seals it. I don't even go there with my mind anymore because my mind will run tricks on me. I thought you were going to teach us how to get prosperous. I am do you know the person that has the capacity to give three or four or five million dollars? Usually, God is taking care of them on the side. They're doing pretty good personally. Although Elon Musk and I don't, I'm not propagating him. He's he's not even saved as far as I know. So don't follow his life thing about it is though <laughs> he don't even have a house he's pretty smart he lives with friends <laughs> if he goes to LA he calls somebody and says uh, hey I'm, can I bunk with you for and that's the richest man of the world we need stuff drive your car I need to look rich. No, you need to be rich. 
You need to be rich. I'd rather somebody look at me and go, look at, look at, look at what they're wearing. Look at what they're driving. <laughs> well, then give it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I believe you will. I believe you will. How many want to go forward in prayer? We'll have those confessions on the back table if you want. We thought to give them, to do them. That's not his plan. Hallelujah. Serious kind of, it's not heavy, but it's heavy anointed service. That's what it is. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And you're a great audience. Well, you're going to compliment us after you got all of us? Nobody's got on to anybody. This has been the word of the Lord. I haven't said anything except him. Hallelujah. Have a great day tomorrow. Remember the men and women who have died to set us free. Not just the spiritual ones, but the physical men and women who have died to set us free in this nation. We give God all the glory. We thank God. I called Homer in, uh, where were we at? We were in Washington. We were in D.C., we were in Washington, D.C. I was sitting. I'm a blub. I'm a big mess. I'm trying to tell. I'm trying to tell Homer something, and I'm crying because I know how he is. He he cries. We're, Candy and I are waiting for our flight. We flew in, and I could look out the window. Look, Candy. So I've been there, but Candy hasn't. There's the Washington Monument. There's the 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 uh, Capitol building and. And I, I was looking, I, the plane wasn't where I could see the Lincoln Memorial, but I could see the mall. And we got off and we had three hours, I think, to wait to come home. And uh, we were just down, not much more than the length of this church, from a gate where the Vietnam vets, what was left of them, age-wise, Every single one of them was coming off in a wheelchair. And they were playing music and everybody in the airport was clapping for them as they would come out. They would announce their name, Lieutenant so-and-so from wherever. And they were, there was a big uh, veterans, Vietnam veterans convention there in Washington that week. We just happened to fly in that day and we were flying home. This is when we were just coming back from gyms. And they were bringing those old guys. They give their life. Some of them crippled. Some of them, their friends died there. And I'm standing there watching this and we're clapping and we're crying. And then I call Homer and he's crying. people give their life so we could sit here this morning we thank you God 
for every woman, every man that fought for us. So tomorrow, have a wonderful day, but right now we're going to have uh, this communion together. And uh, if you guys will move this pulpit and, and get ready, let's all stand together. Hallelujah. And then anybody that wants to over next door, they can bring the kids in. And the kids, I don't, the kids does, they don't bother me when they're up here and having communion and whatever. They don't know what it's all about. That's all right. We're teaching them. So, yeah, I'll need you guys up there, whatever. Hallelujah. So we're going to just. Get ready, and uh, three weeks in a row, but we're just taking communion. The Lord wants us to take communion. Take up this bread and this cup this morning and believe that the broken body is for your healing. The stripes are for your healing. It's for your prosperity. Oh, this is the, the verse that we never went to, John 3, 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Prosper and be in health, even as thy soul, mental disposition, your emotions, everything. Prosperity, financially, prosperity, physically, and prosperity. Your soul, emotions, everything. Hallelujah. So, Father, we worship you, glorify you. We thank you for this. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. Rex, uh, anybody? Um, yeah, you guys can. Hallelujah. Kids are coming in. I'm glad they're coming in. They need to take communion with us. Let them make noise. It's okay. Let them cry, scream. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So come on and receive and then uh, you can stand around up here or go back to your seat we won't be here very much longer those of you that are watching thank you for having communion with us this morning appreciate everybody being a part of this and those are your home and we go over and disrupt the little ones they're probably just about settled and then we bring them over here that's why it's fine with us if they they're jumping around or moving and they need to learn to just uh, be part of what we're doing. So we're not, it's okay. Sometimes the, it's precious to me, sometimes the kid will, kids will have two or three. It's just teaching them. It's okay. Let's take the, the bread, which is the broken body. Paul said in uh, 1 Corinthians 11 I believe it's he said this I've received of the Lord that the same night in which he was betrayed he took bread and break it and when he 
had break it, he said, take eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of the Lord. As we take this bread, there's an awful lot that went into this. Stripes for healing, mental, emotional, marriage. So receive it and say, Lord, I just receive the healing of it in my body and in every part of my life. Let's take it together in Jesus' name. Amen. After the same manner, he also, Paul said, he took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do you in remembrance of me. Now this blood is the blood, we do this in remembrance of the blood of the Lamb. I often say, Lord, if there's anything in my life, forgive me of anything that's out there that I don't know about. Now, if you've repented in the past, you don't have to go back and repent again and again and again. There's people seated here or watching me this morning. The blood's already cleansed you. Unless you're doing it repeatedly. Some of you have made mistakes. Some of you have cheated before. Some of you have done things. Some of you have been caught at things. If you've asked Him to forgive you, He's made you worthy to drink of this cup. And if you haven't asked, then to, now's a good time to just say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me of the things that I've been doing, the deliberate thoughts. Sometimes thoughts are deliberate. Everybody has silly thoughts that you shouldn't have. You just go on and say, I'm not going to dwell there. But if you deliberately stay in those thoughts, then you need to repent. You need to get cleansed from them. So, Father, right now, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. Forgive us of anything that we're not, do, not supposed to be doing but doing or have done that's not already cleansed. Wash us in this blood, and we thank you for it. We receive the blood of your New Testament in Jesus' name, New Covenant. Hey, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to say to all of you how much God loves you. You can walk out this door today and in the parking lot knowing that God favors you. He favors you. And your, His blessing is upon you and as you're watching may God's blessings be upon you tomorrow and today and uh, he's gonna you're gonna see things in your body improve and in your finances and in your emotions God bless you have a wonderful day and uh, have a wonderful Memorial Day no church tonight amen <laughs>